Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest is Leah Clark, a leadership development marketer and thought leader at GP Strategies. Leah, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back. This is, I think, your third appearance on the podcast. Am I right? Yeah, we're becoming close friends at this point. <laughs> That's right. So now this is part one of a five-part podcast series about leadership mindsets and how to achieve them to grow your business. So in this episode, we're going to introduce those four mindsets, and then we're going to talk about the concept of mindset shift and how it works. So let's just get right into it. So what are those four leadership mindsets? And briefly, how do you define them? Yeah. So let's start with the definition of mindset overall. Okay. We define mindsets as the attitudes that we bring to the actions we take. So it's how we think about things. And based on our research, research done by GP Strategies, our work with clients and just a pulse on the market, we've landed on four mindsets that are particularly important today. And those four are growth, so a growth mindset is defined as the belief that skills and behaviors can be cultivated through effort. So with this mindset, challenges, obstacles, feedback, all of that is an opportunity to learn and grow. And certainly Carol Dweck's work has been instrumental in really advocating for a growth mindset. Number two, inclusive, the belief that contribution and performance are really unleashed in an inclusive environment. So with this mindset, we see that you know differences in how others think and behave are really advantages. The third mindset is agile the belief that success in a complex, volatile, uncertain world really requires us to be um, flexible and adaptable, in innovative and resilient, if you will. And then last but not least, the enterprise mindset is the belief that success is maximized when we prioritize the needs of the larger organization, even above our own. And just to be clear, you know, I think some people could hear this and say, well, gosh, are those the only four mindsets? Aren't there other ways that we need to think? And I think it's a fair question, but what I'd like to suggest is our point of view is that yes, absolutely there are other mindsets, but these big four do cover a range of really critical issues that leaders deal with today. And our research validated that this is a very comprehensive set of attitudes. You know, I think it was over 90% of our survey respondents said that these four mindsets really do cover a multitude of what leaders need to think about or how they need to think in order to be successful today. Right. Okay. That's a great point. And in upcoming episodes in this series, we're going to look at those mindsets one by one. So we can get, when we do that, we can get a little bit more into kind of the different shades and variations of each of the mindsets and sort of what they cover more broadly. So, but for now, adopting one or more of these mindsets, shifting from one to the other takes planning and execution. So broadly speaking, what goes into making that kind of mental shift? Yeah, that's a good question because it sounds like a great idea, but, but how do you do it? And, you know, I do think that for some time now, leadership development has jumped into sort of the deep end of the pool with respect to skill development focusing on actions or behaviors that a leader needs. And that is incredibly important, right? It's obvious, it's visible, you can see it, you can work on it. But what I think we need to do is take a bit of a page from cognitive psychology 
and look at how people's thoughts and their perceptions influence not only their behaviors, but their emotions as well. Because I do think that by identifying and evaluating what those automatic thoughts are, and then trying to consciously shift them to a different place, you can really alter your thinking long term. And of course, that thinking impacts your behaviors. Right. Okay. I mean, the two are really inseparable, right? Your thought processes and the way you behave are kind of part and parcel of how people act in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's always helpful to take something like this and make it a little more tangible. So I'll illustrate with a, an example I've used before, but I think it's one that people really can relate to. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you think about, let's say you want to become healthier and you can't think yourself into better health. However, if you start to think of yourself as a healthier person, you might start to take the actions associated with better health, such as eating well, exercising more, or getting more sleep. And when you take those actions, you start to feel healthier or better about yourself, and that reinforces your thinking. Mm -hmm. Kind of mental preparation to put a plan into action. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any good examples from your work with leaders, from actual clients, about an example of a leader that has taken this on and sort of successfully negotiated that mindset shift and then put that into practice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as a coach, I've worked with leaders and and one of the mindset shifts that I think is often worked on when you're in a coaching situation, either implicitly or explicitly, is the mindset shift from fixed to growth, right? And so when we have a fixed mindset, we believe that we really only have the skills and capabilities that we're born with, right? That that it's a sort mm -hmm. of a fixed or a finite set of skills. We can't learn and grow and expand. And as a coach, I was working with a leader who, you know, just didn't feel as though they had the skills associated with public speaking and really struggled with that. But as we started to think about what it would be like for that individual in a public speaking scenario, and I asked her to take on a different perspective, to stand in a position of, you know, you are the best public speaker for this particular issue or to represent your organization. And we stepped into the mindset of strong speaker and well-received by the audience. And we started to play around with, you know, what was possible for her if she for a moment abandoned the perception that she had of, I cannot speak in front of an audience and embodied an, an individual with strong public speaking skills. And by, you know, sort of mentally going to that place, she was able to begin to articulate what that looked like, what that felt like, and then what actions she could take to, in fact, embody that strong public speaker. So, but really making that shift first and thinking about what was possible and what it might feel like from a position of strength and accomplishment enabled her to begin to unpack that she really could make a change from being reticent about it to standing in a position of power and confidence around that particular issue. Mm, oh, that's that's a great example. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate. I think public speaking is one of the most common fears just amongst people generally, you know? And it sounds like 
in this particular instance, you were coaching this leader to kind of almost embody a different persona. Like imagine that you're a person that thrives at public speaking or has that mindset, almost kind of like what actors might do to prepare for for a role. Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. You know, the first thing, of course, when you do that is, you know, first you need to be aware of where that current point of view is coming from. So spend some time maybe unpacking where are you right now and why do you feel that way? So you can't jump right to action, but certainly surfacing where you are and and why you might have that reticence is an important first step. But then, yeah, absolutely. It is about initiating small shifts in your thinking, try to see things from a different point of view. How about see things from the point of view of the audience who's hearing you speak in this fantastic way? What might that be like? And if you can abandon where you currently are, right, which is in a position of, I'm going to stumble over my words. The audience isn't going to get my message and try on these different perspectives. You can start to sort of loosen the brain, if you will, start to think differently. And then over time with these repeated small shifts and small incremental action, larger, more seismic changes are are certainly possible. Mm -hmm. And what was the outcome there? Was that leader able to successfully adopt that, make that mindset shift and, and become a, a decent public speaker? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a little bit for her, at least, of that, you know, sort of that swan gliding on the water, or that duck gliding mm-hmm. on the water above the surface. It looked quite beautiful to those who were observing her. And, and maybe underneath she was paddling pretty quickly. <laughs> but ultimately, when she got feedback, when she did her own self-analysis and, uh, you know, evaluation of of how she did, she was certainly able to begin to abandon that thought of, I'm not a good public speaker and give herself the credit and the acknowledgement for what she had accomplished. And also, and, and this is something we'll get into when we talk more about growth mindset, you know, use some of her stumbles, even mm-hmm. as she began to increase those opportunities to speak, use the, the early stumbles as opportunities to figure out what she could do better the next time and what she wanted mm-hmm. to work on. So what what shifted a lot for her was to not become fatalistic about it and say, Mm -hmm. I stumbled in this one opportunity to speak, therefore I'll never speak publicly again, but to Mm -hmm. say, okay, what was that stumble? Let's deal with it. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out how you want to shift it and use that as a learning opportunity to increase your confidence and get better with each subsequent opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right. Learning from your mistakes and then improving next time. I mean, that that makes perfect sense. And you'll often hear or read about even, you know, the world's best performers, whether at sports or music or whatever, who do exactly that and also constantly practice, even though they're blessed with incredible natural talent, they maximize it through constant repetition, constant practice. And I think that would go doubly for someone who's maybe not naturally inclined to public speaking or whatever that mindset is to kind of at some point, however much mental preparation you're doing, at some point you just have to do the thing, kind of dive in. And it might be scary. It might be putting yourself in an uncomfortable position, but you have to have done enough mental preparation to at least be ready to dive in and do that and then learn from it and keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly with a growth mindset, which I know we'll unpack, and also with an agile mindset, that willingness to you know look at 
at what has not gone well in the past and improve it rather than have it hold you back. And again, be fatalistic about it is so critical to getting better. And, you know, I do think leaders need to think this about themselves, but also about the people they lead. So if they don't believe that their people have the ability to get better and to grow and to learn quite honestly, you know, I don't know that they should be in, in a leadership position because that fundamental belief is is so core to, I think, the leader employee, you know, pact, if you will, and so incredibly important. Mm, okay. So part of the skill here for leaders is not only being able to do their own mindset shifts and that mental preparation, but to enable the people that they're leading to do the same thing, essentially. Yeah. And I think especially when it comes to a, a growth mindset, certainly mm. starting with yourself and, you know, being aware of your own point of view, again, initiating those small shifts, but also being able to recognize or talk to your employees about where they might be with respect to a particular mindset, whether that's one of, you know, being in a fixed mindset or a non-inclusive mindset again, raising it to your consciousness and then being able to encourage yourself and your people to see things from a different perspective. When you can begin to take those first two steps, you're really taking the critical first two steps towards making a longer term attitudinal or mindset shift. Right. Okay. So the idea here is to make a mindset shift that's going to stick for the long term, right? Or at yeah. least until you're ready to shift in another way. So how do you make something like this last? Yeah, so I touched upon the first two steps a couple of times in the last few minutes. I'll just repeat them and, and emphasize the last two because I think the last two and the, the last one in particular really speaks to that stickiness. So, you know, certainly step one, as I mentioned, become aware of your current point of view, right? So think about where your thoughts are at this point in time, step number one. Step number two, start to initiate some small shifts in thinking. You know, try to see something from a different point of view, the point of view of the audience, you know, the point of view of someone standing on the side watching you present. What's possible from that vantage point? Third, with those repeated small shifts, bigger breakthroughs are possible. So begin to take those small actions consistent with the shift you mentally want to take. And then over time, as I mentioned, those actions will reinforce your thinking. But I think the fourth one is most important in the stickiness, the question that you're asking about making it last. And that's really about linking it to something bigger. So when you can link the shift and the associated actions to either your leadership legacy, or your personal values, then transformation is really, really possible. And I'll illustrate that with mm -hmm. the health example that I gave. So if you commit to getting healthier and to thinking healthier, to taking the actions associated with health, that's fantastic. But for me, and I'll, I'll make it personal, mm -hmm. when I was able to link those actions to something bigger, which was uh, the desire to be a good example for my children and to be mm -hmm. able to keep up with them as I got older and they continue to be very, very active, when those actions became about something more than just, you know, a number on a scale or the calories that I was consuming, then that larger transformational shift was much more likely to happen and to stick because I associated it with my value of family and my desire to be there for my children and take care of them. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. So you sort of broaden the purpose of what you're doing. For sure, yes. Yeah. Link it to something bigger. Yeah. Okay, so big picture here, what's ultimately at stake for a given organization in becoming good at making these kinds of mindset shifts as they apply to leadership mindsets? Yeah, well, I can tell you what we saw in the research. And when we looked across all four mindsets, there were some common themes. And and here's what we noticed. What we heard was, again, when those mindsets of growth, inclusivity, agility, and enterprise thinking were present, it really encouraged leaders and their people, quite honestly, to push the boundaries of, of what was possible for them, to get those diverse opinions and approaches, to feel empowered to make decisions you know, for the greater good of the organization, and, and ultimately create an organization that encouraged risk-taking, empowered teams, drove a greater sense of resiliency, and ultimately, and this was a theme across all four mindsets, created an environment where innovation could thrive. So across all four of them, growth, agility, enterprise, and inclusive, the bottom line oftentimes was this feeling of, if I can cultivate this mindset and encourage the associated behaviors, I will create an environment of innovation and my organization can achieve great results and employees will really thrive. Okay. And that seems crucial at a time when the pace of change, especially technology change, is getting more and more rapid all the time. And in a globalized economy where almost no matter what business you're in, there are all kinds of factors that you might not even be aware of that are impacting your business. Yeah, I mean, for sure. No one wants to stay um, stagnant and that pace of change is constant. So whether we're talking about an organization's need to innovate in big ways, so the big I innovation or small incremental improvements, small I innovation that individuals and leaders make in their organization each and every day to get better. Certainly innovation is something that so many organizations really put at the top of their of their list. Right. And all of these mindsets, as we'll get into in the upcoming episodes, are in one way or another about being able to innovate, right? Being For innovative. Sure. For sure. Okay. So, so Leah, what are the top two or three points that you want listeners to take away from this podcast? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, number one, the way you think influences how you act. And it is possible to shift your thinking from fixed to growth, from you know uh, not agile to agile or not inclusive to inclusive. The way you think influences how you act and you can shift your thinking, number one. Number two, those thoughts need to be backed up with action to be sure. So critical part of it, thought, action, feeling, the actions are the manifestation of those thoughts and really the way that you can prove to people that you mean what you think, what you feel, what you say. So number two, thoughts need to be backed up by action. And that really, you know, based on what we've seen, growth, inclusivity, agility, and enterprise thinking are really central to leadership success. Okay. And we're going to touch on all that stuff in the upcoming episodes. So speaking of which, listeners, be sure to check out the other episodes in this series where we discuss the four leadership mindsets, how you can achieve them, and why they matter. Leah, thank you for a really great discussion. Great. Thanks, Jeremy. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. 
You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.